Just hot potato? Yeah, hot potato. Do you ever play hot potato? The gist of the game is you keep passing a potato around and you say hot mm-hmm. potato. Hot is potato. it a hot potato? No, it's just a regular potato. You oh, okay. Pretend. It's a you, cool potato, maybe. It's a sweet, I mean, room it's temperature a, potato? I think it's just you grab a potato. And okay. sometimes you don't even use a potato. You use a, like a ball, pretend it's a potato. It's like mm-hmm. an it kind of a game, like a duck, duck, mm-hmm. goose type of thing. Mm-hmm. If you're the one with the hot potato, I guess, I think, I don't really remember. Yeah. It's been a long time since I played it. I don't remember the rules of hot potato, to be fair, because I, I don't know when it would stop and you would lose. Mm-hmm. Do you say mm-hmm. hot potato back and forth like 10 times? And the, I, I don't know the rules. Of Do it. you just keep passing it and then someone shouts out? But who shouts it out? Like, is That's it a great question. Person? I don't yeah. know. I don't Who know decides? That. Who is the decider of the hot potato? Is this like Duck, Duck, Goose? Like you have to have at least three people for Duck, Duck, Goose. I thought hot for oh. the duck, the duck, and the goose. You know what it might be? It might be like a musical chairs type of a scenario where you pass the hot There's potato around and then someone plays music. And then when they stop the music, perhaps if you're mm-hmm. left with the potato, the hot potato of the title, the titular hot potato, if you will, uh, you are out of the game, maybe. You know what? Something I haven't played in a long time is musical chairs. Musical chairs is a pretty, that one makes sense. That that you just get going around in the chairs. Yeah, yeah. I hated losing at musical chairs. I always get very stressed out. Oh, it's the out. worst. And yeah. you didn't want to like sit with someone? What if you didn't mm-hmm. want to touch them? Yeah, well, that, that didn't bother me as much. I wasn't a germaphobe as a child. I don't know. There were some gross kids at my school. Whatever it takes. That rage will get you through. So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm the great, one of the great screen actors of our time, the great, majestic Shirley MacLaine. You might remember me, Shirley MacLaine. I'm the only female member of the Rat Pack. Uh, the Frank Sinatra mm-hmm. collective with Dean Martin and uh, mm-hmm. Sammy Davis Jr. and Joey mm-hmm. Bishop and myself, Shirley MacLaine. I don't know if I was a uh, like a official member of the Rat Pack, but I was mm-hmm. in all the movies and I hung out with all the guys. The sister to the great, great Warren Beatty, Warren Beatty, however you say it, Dick Tracy himself. That's me, Shirley MacLaine. They're they're related. Yeah, they're brother and sister. They're, I didn't know that. They're which, siblings. Which last name is the real last name? Beatty. She is sure. Mm-hmm. I, so excuse me, myself, mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. I am Shirley McLean Beatty is my name. Oh, okay. I, I shortened it to simply Shirley McLean. Shirley McLean, redheaded Sh- dynamo star of The Apartment and the lesser known Guarding Tess. If you remember the movie Guarding Tess. The Apartment. Wasn't she in Driving Miss Daisy too? No, that's Jessica Tandy, who's much oh, okay. older and much deader. I'm still alive. I was yeah. in Steel Magnolias. I played that's Weezer. it. That's what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking, thinking of the other flower. Yeah. Postcards from the Edge, where I played a a a, 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 a mocking mock up of a, a Debbie Reynolds. I would just like to caveat that with I've never seen Driving Miss Daisy or Steel Magnolias. <laughs> Well, I will tell you this: you shouldn't see Driving Miss Daisy. It's a pr- it's problematic. It's not very yeah. good. But Steel Magnolias, you should sit down with your mom mm-hmm. and, and get her. in on that. I think you'll love it. I think you're going to mm-hmm. enjoy it. It's a it's a great movie. There will be laughter and tears. Mm-hmm. I I can't speak. It's hard because I'm biased. I was I'm you know as you know I'm in the film. Yeah, so it's hard I play to say. I play the bad the bad parts like the, the mm-hmm. mean one. I'm yeah. great. Arguably I, the best part of the whole movie. Oh no, actually, you know what? I'm not Weezer. 
No, am I? Yes, I or Olympia Dukakis. Mm, I think I am. Mm-hmm. I was also in Terms of Endearment. If you've ever mm. seen Terms of Endearment, that's a, sad a movie one. where I played the mother to Deborah Winger, and we hated each other so much on set that. Ooh. Like a Kim Cattrall, Sarah Jessica Parker situation. Well, D- Deborah, uh, what Deborah Winger and Shirley McLean hate each other because apparently Deborah Winger was like a nightmare, and mm-hmm. all, so to the point where I don't know if like this is actually true, but there's a very famous scene in the movie uh, mm-hmm. where Shirley McLean, myself, I have a like a breakdown in the hospital. Say I'm get my daughter, like because they're not giving mm-hmm. my daughter the pills or whatever, and mm-hmm. the story is. I might not be telling this perfectly right, but the story is that that was not in the original script and that Shirley MacLaine had it added because she was Mm -hmm. like, fuck Deborah Winger, I'm going to beat her for the Oscar. And so she does the scene and she won the Oscar. (laughs) She beat Deborah Winger for the Oscar. That's amazing. That's amazing. I was going to say, I think my favorite Shirley MacLaine movie is The Apartment that I have seen. I am Shirley MacLaine, so I can't. Even you don't speak have a favorite. It. Yeah, you got to get Pat back in. To... I love them all, but I'm going to get out of here. Hey, Pat, come on. Hey, how, hi, Shirley. How you doing? Oh, I'm pretty good. You know, just hanging in there. Just see guarding Tess. Yeah, I love it. Okay, yeah, it's going. All right, I'll see you. Bye. Hey, it's me. It's your old buddy, Pat. Once again, now I'm doing this new bit where I interact with the guest. I don't know how it's going. We'll see. I guess the brewmate's it's, uh, it's It's rough in this time period where COVID is really you bring bad. bring that up you know? every time. Tell me not to do it. But what just really dating our podcast. <clears throat> Rachel, I'm going to tell you right now, The Apartment is also my favorite of the show. Yeah, movies. that's such a great movie. Um, I didn't see it until a couple years ago, um, but I knew that it was part of the inspiration for Mad Men. It was the inspiration for how The Office looked. I think we've talked uh, about this on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, but it's a recently. very enjoyable movie. Yeah. <laughs> did I just do Shirley MacLaine like a couple, or did I do no, Jack? No, probably. I probably talked about the apartment. We also probably talked about Jack Lemon more than once. Yeah, the great Jack Lemon. Mm-hmm. He's. I don't think he's been on the podcast. I got to no. be honest. I came up with Shirley MacLaine early today, and then as soon as I said her, I was like, "Fuck, have I done this before?" <laughs> I don't know. It's okay. Hey, everybody. I decided. I Just always Steven Tyler. I decided I think Steven Tyler is going to come back every once in a while to the show. I think he's, he's no Bob Hoskins, but no. Well, Bob Hoskins, but I think Steven Tyler is like a, a nice, fun, mm-hmm. energetic presence to have come on the show every once in a while. You know, yeah. just if it's a downer he's of an episode. He's got a lot of energy, which is why he's so skinny, I would say. Skin and bones, as I said in the when we talked about him recently. And scarves. Skin and bone and scarves. He's, he's <laughs> as sinewy as the day is long, held together by his scarves. and just his tied up. And his... Uh, uh, his uh, blouses. He's a lot, a lot of very sheer blouses. Mm-hmm. He was a guest, not a guest. He was one of the judges on American Idol for a time, which I completely oh God, I forgot, forgot about that. So Stephen does. Hey, it's also like that's a little David Lee Rothy. A little, but it's definitely more Stephen Tylery. Hey Jude. <laughs> That song is so long. Don't start singing it now. <laughs> it's like 17 minutes long. Take a sad song and make it sadder. I know that's not the words. <laughs> How you doing, my good old buddy and pal, compatriot and co-host, Rach? How are you? 
first first uh, Monday of a non-Trump presidency. This is our first episode recorded under without yeah. under the watchful thumb of, of Big Brother. I honestly, I feel a little bit lighter. I gotta say, a little bit lighter. I feel uh, exactly the same. But you know what? Yeah. I don't think that that <laughs> should deter anybody else from feeling good about it because mm-hmm. I am, as we have, as we know, a gloom and doom kind of a guy. But mm-hmm. you know, that's just this is the personality. It's the way I gotta be. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I mean, I'm not saying that like everything changed overnight. I'm just saying not. I feel a little bit lighter. Like I sleep a little bit better at night. I know. I know. Yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. Listen. We, my new stress is just, when am I going to get the vaccine? When can I get my dad the vaccine? You're not getting the vaccine. When is everyone around me getting a vaccine? That vaccine ain't going to be in your arm till the fall. So you better, we might as well put it out here. You head. know what I could really do with less of um, before that time, though, is less of seeing people on the news getting shots <laughs> in their arms because they keep showing it. And I'm like, I don't like watching this. I don't think most people like watching people get shots because I know it's definitely something that they find. It's, it's a fear. People do not like needles They're, and it's like i gotta keep watching them stick needles in old people's arm because it's mostly old people right now who are this is a story that my mother tells and i don't know how true it is mm-hmm. but she tells it uh she went to see uh, uh, with my father they went to see a movie called north dallas 40 it's a football movie starring nick nolte mm-hmm. it's a great movie if you haven't seen well i don't know if you'd like it but it's a very good <laughs> but it's, it's a, a football good movie. you like sports it's a great movie it's a great 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 mm-hmm. movie and there is. Yeah, this, I don't hate sports. No, no, you you like them a fair <laughs> amount. There is a scene in the movie where Nick Nolte's character gets a cortisone shot in his knee, and you see it happen. And my mother claims that that is the last movie she ever went to because she had such a terrible reaction to it because mm-hmm. she couldn't look. She got so physically ill and had like fainted and had to leave the movie that she never went back to the movies. Now. I will say, I have never, I went to the movies with my mother exactly, I'm going to say maybe two times, and they were like, if I had a birthday party at a movie. I remember we Mm -hmm. saw Roald Dahl's The Witches for one of my birthdays, and she was Mm -hmm. there. I've never been to the movies with my mother. Mm. So, So she could be telling the truth. I think... So there's a thing when my father was alive and I was young, mm-hmm. we went to the movies every single Sunday, every mm-hmm. Sunday. That's why I love movies so much. Cause my dad took me to the movies every Sunday uh, and, and other times as well. But that was our thing. And it was what I think it, why I think that came up in conversation was because I probably had said to my mother at some point, how come you never come to the movies with us? The truth of the matter is because she did what she needed a minute. Probably. She's yeah, like, yeah. this is like the three hours I get all week without yeah. you Leave me alone, Patrick. Yeah. But rather mm-hmm. than tell me that, she was like, because I saw them put a needle in Nick Nolte's knee and I can't go to the movies. I have to ask. I haven't thought about this in so long. <laughs> like, I will ask her that. I will ask her about it this week and then I will let the broom that heads is know. such a specific thing. I love it. Had, I'm friends with your mom on Facebook. I can just ask can her. Ask. She told me North <laughs> Dallas 40. She was so physically ill that she could. She was afraid. My, I will say, my mother is a fearful woman. She's a okay. fearful person. She doesn't. Does she watch movies on TV? Yeah, 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 yeah. But she doesn't drive on highways. She doesn't fly on airplanes. Mm-hmm. She's got her things, my mother. She's yeah. a little bit of a... Yeah, my mom doesn't drive on highways anymore either. Mm-hmm. That was, that's only been a few years, so... My mother never did. It's maddening, but what are you going to do? Yeah, especially when you live in New York City. She loves Steven Tyler, my mother. That is true. 
If she drives up to see you, does she go on back roads? She doesn't way? drive to see me, Rachel. Uh, I always have to go to her. Or if she is coming here for something, I have to go and pick her up and drive her here and then take her home. Gotcha. That's fun. I was going to say, I, I drive to Rockaway. I did drive to Rockaway plenty on the back roads the whole way. I, I much prefer the highway. The back streets, riding on the back streets. I much preferred the highway to the back roads. Why would you Woodhaven take the back? Boulevard Why would you ever do that though? Awful traffic. If uh, there's like a accident or something like that. So I always say to her, like that is so much worse to me. Like being on Woodhaven yeah. Boulevard and like stopping at red lights. Like there's so much more stressful. I, I tell my parents all the time. I'm like, I would much rather uh, drive on highways in parallel park than I would be in a parking lot ever. I hate parking lots. I think parking lots are a death trap yeah, and agree. someone is going to die. And it's probably a small child who like is chasing a ball behind you. Um, and well, then I mean, the also... kid should, to be fair, shouldn't be chasing a ball around a parking lot. So he kind of deserves it. Right. Right. <laughs> um, and then the other one is um, those commercial roads in in like the big roads that are like three lanes each direction but with stoplights I hate them. and shops and people are coming out of all well that's what they like across the uh, queen's boulevard is like that it's the worst yes. queen's boulevard is worse like woodhaven boulevard is awful but my like, mother will drive big... on those this is like ah, killing the broom so will mine so will mine she won't drive on the highway but she'll drive on those and i'm like why those are terrible it's the getting on it's the merging on part mm-hmm. after that i think yeah. it'll be fine it's the merging on part. yeah but yeah. we're not here to talk about our parents' no. phobias or North Dallas 40 <laughs> or vaccines that we will never, ever get before we die from mm-hmm. this 30% worse uh, England, UK variant of the virus. <laughs> I'm so glad not to be British Rachel right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be getting that worse one. <laughs> we're here to talk about Degrassi, the next generation. You've seen the show. You know what it's about. I have. Yeah. Whatever it takes, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to make it through if I do. I hope so. God willing. If I don't. Riding on the back streets. Riding on the back streets. Bruce Springsteen. Uh, We're talking about, of course, a two-parter, because this show is nothing if not consistent with having a lot of two-parters that we have to watch. But I didn't mind these ones. 705. No, it it went quick. I agree. 705 and 706, of course, there's uh, the 123rd and the 124th episode of Degrassi, respectively. But because of all the two-parters, they had to get one more in before 100, because we're at the Mm. official 99th episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation. It's called Death or Glory, Parts 1 and 2. Death or Glory is a Clash song. We've done the Clash. Back way back in season something with mm-hmm. the classic "Should I stay or should I go?" So Rachel, mm-hmm. yes. have you thought more about the Clash since that day that we talked about them on the show? It's um, I I thought about them today, going, "Huh, we did the Clash before." Well, what would I say my favorite songs were if I had to? And then I thought of what those songs were, and I was like, "I'm pretty sure I said them the last time, so I'm not going to say anymore. It's the same as it was." Yeah, I don't know what you said. Rock the Casbah. No. Uh, uh, clamp down. No. Should I stay or should I go? No, that's London cool. calling. No. Uh, what did you say? Do you think? I'm pretty sure that I said a combination of Radio Clash and Radio Lost in the Clash. Supermarket. Ooh, Lost in the Supermarket's a jam. Yeah, I definitely yeah. said the card cheat because that is definitely my favorite Clash song. So I'm pretty sure I would have mm-hmm. said that. Um, I was thinking the other day. I. And this was apropos of not even uh, uh, thinking mm-hmm. about uh, this. Sh- I didn't know this episode was going to be a Clash episode, but yeah. I was. I don't. I also don't know this song, "Death or Glory." Death or Glory becomes just another story. It's from London Calling. Death or Glory. 
It's a great song. I love it. He says, I didn't get any words. He does out of say that. this line in that song. A famous line is he says, He who fucks nuns will later join the church. That's a classic That's clash a line. Mm-hmm. I was thinking because I love the clash. I they're in they're mm-hmm. in my pantheon. Uh one mm-hmm. of my early favorite bands. My first favorite band of all time was REM, but then I think this was like second or third or fourth like one of my early favorite bands i went through i went through a clash i mean they're excellent they're Mm -hmm. great um Mm -hmm. but i was listening to uh, the other day the other day that's a letter kenny reference which is funny because we were just talking about letter kenny um and out come the wolves by rancid and rancid Mm -hmm. are great and they Mm -hmm. were often uh labeled like a clash ripoff like uh, people who like would poo-poo on rancid would be like the clash oh the, they just wish they were the clash they just make fucking clash records and as i was listening to an outcome the wolves i was like you know what i think this is better than every fucking clash record <laughs> and i love the clash and i was like all of, there's eight, 18 songs in this fucking thing they're all bangers everything's great it's got a lot of variety i was like i think and then i was like and then i kind of came back to earth and i was like it's probably not better than london calling but it's damn good yeah london calling is great speaking of speaking of rancid um as you know, I've been going through old VHS tapes and things like that in my home. And I came across one from a friend of mine that I used to run a webzine with when I was a teenager, my first job. Mm-hmm. Um, that, my first job was babysitting. My third job was running a webzine and interviewing bands and things like that. Um, and it wasn't labeled. It was labeled as randomness. And I was watching it and I was like, going through and there's like clip after clip like live concerts of of bands and interviews with them and stuff and i'm like i don't know who most these people are. <laughs> i could not and then i found a second copy of it and it was actually labeled with everything and i was like oh i don't remember any of these people <laughs> bands that you just don't like they never made it it or- was like warp tours and stuff like from it was warp tour 2002 and like some stuff from 2003 so People I haven't thought about since then, or they never made but you it. Did send us a video of the, you interviewing My Chemical Romance? I did, I did. Um, there's also a part in the video where I'm we we were on Warp Tour for a week in 2002. We worked there and also had like passes and like. That's pretty cool. You gotta like advanced. do a Patreon exclusive about all this shit. It was pretty cool. We worked at there was a Zine booth that year, and we got to go to it and so we were in virginia beach and my friend is videoing me and i said i was really excited to interview the mighty mighty bostones and i was like i'd never interviewed the mighty mighty bostones so that must not have oh so you went in but i looked it up and they did actually they did actually play that year so like i wasn't i probably thought i was going to but i was like i don't remember i was like unless i've completely blocked it out of my memory i was like i do not remember wow so you were so excited you didn't even get to talk to Ben Carr, the dancing machine. <laughs> oh, that's his name. I'm glad you know Ben his Carr. Name. Yeah, of course. I love them. Well, I loved yeah. the Mighty Mighty Boys. I mean, maybe, maybe I talked to someone that I don't remember. It definitely wasn't Dickie been, Barrett. I would have remembered. It could that. have been Joe Gittleman, the bass fiddleman. That's true. That's what they call him. <laughs> um, I love. I used. To, I like that band quite a bit. We did interview. We did interview D12 either that year. Oh, or the I was. Year. I went to the Warped Tour this, the year that D12 was there. <laughs> Was that the, that was not the year that Eminem was there? That was a separate year because when Eminem was there, that was a separate hilarious. year. Yeah, he did. D the D twelve guys did invite us to an after party. We did not go. We were like seventeen. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, death or glory becomes just another story. 
Mm-hmm. Joe Strummer, raise a toast to St. Joe Strummer. I think he might have been our only decent teacher. There he is. <clears throat> I couldn't think of his name earlier today, and I was like, John. John Hickenlooper, <laughs> the, <Joe>. the, the <laughs> congressman. <laughs> the former governor of Colorado. That's what he is, right. If Joe yeah. Strummer didn't die. I can think of John Hickenlooper, but Joe Strummer is taking John Hickenlooper. I mean, if your last name is Strummer. Yeah. <laughs> Legally. I, uh, <clears throat> so, Death or Glory, it's a two-parter, Rach. We're here. We're dealing with the old pals again. They went back to the well with the old mm-hmm. pals. We're talking about Spinner. We're talking about Jimmy. We're talking about Darcy Grimes Beach. We're talking about Toby a little bit, mostly getting bullied. We're talking about, mm-hmm. um, who's the B story in the second? Oh, Marco. Mm-hmm. Ellie. Jesse. All of the all the old pals are here today. They're back for business. Mm-hmm. So back in business, back for I guess business. Back in business. They're back in the old mm-hmm. businessy times again. Back in the businessy mm-hmm. times again. That's like a Boston song. <laughs> oh, you we're love Boston. back in the business times again. We're fucking back in the business for now. It's not a real song, guys, so don't put it on the Spotify <laughs> playlist, Andy. <clears throat> I made that one up, Andy. Can't put that on, on the Spotify playlist. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, we, 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 we find out very early that Spinner's like is a Republican, I guess. Oh, yeah. He made a comment about George W. Bush very and early Rudy on. And Rudy Giuliani. I missed Rudy Giuliani in there. Oh my God, this has not aged yeah, well Ashley at all. says it's like anarchy and Spinner's like, what we need is someone like Rudy Giuliani or George W. Bush to come in and lay the smack down. Because this was like when they were warring it up. And I was like, is, would Spinner have been a proud boy? This is like late though. This is like 2007. I don't think Spinner would have grown up to be into Rudy Giuliani though. I think he would have learned his lesson. He was just a dumb kid here. This... Not just, sorry, both of, uh, no, it's really just the A story in both of these. This is so much about toxic masculinity. I knew you were going to hate this. I knew it. I well, knew no, it. I don't I hate it. it. It's just, it's sad to me. No, yeah. not the episode. I knew you, not that you would hate the episode, but that you would be like, your dander would be up in a Well, I just, I, for this, the for thing that was I was on. thinking about is what, um, what Spinner said to Jane, in the second episode where it's like, you, you don't understand. And so I was like, I yeah, don't know. That's where I wrote toxic. Yeah, masculinity. And I was, I was like, I don't know. I mean, Pat, did you ever feel compelled by toxic masculinity in your life? Well, the point is that he's going to lose one of his testicles. Yeah. So that's why he's like, mm-hmm. I have to prove to myself and to everybody else. But that even I'm a before man. that, there is there's still mm-hmm. like a an undercurrent of that with his uh, liking of Rudy Giuliani and George W. Bush. Right. Like you know he's yeah. he's he's in that. That is he's true. He's in that You're headspace, right. like one nut or not. Yeah, that is a good mm-hmm. point. You are right. Maybe subconsciously, though, he knew he was about to lose one yeah. of his testicles. I can't answer that. Did I feel like that? No, ever? I didn't feel yeah. like that. But I'm like a fucking, what, did, did I have to be did a Did you man? ever feel pressured by that? In, As like a teenager? Any time in your life. No, no. Sometimes I think that like my landlords are like, is this guy just like, just takes care of his kid? And sometimes I think that. But that's the only time. I was, I, I watched, um, 
Eternal Sunshine a couple months ago for the first time right. in a long time. And you remember there's that scene where Jim Carrey as a kid has to like bash the bird with a hammer or something because all the other kids are egging him on. Did that ever happen to you as a kid? No, I never was forced to bash the... You just talk very specifically about that? No. Yeah. I mean, I can't remember. I couldn't remember why Darcy tried to kill herself while I was watching this episode. So if you're going to expect me to remember things that happened to me as a child, I don't... You're not going to remember any of them. I'm sure. I'm sure there were, there were moments, but not... Certainly not as a teenager in high school. I was mm-hmm. very... Uh, uh, okay with myself then, mm-hmm. but I also went to like a fucking liberal ass high school, ask liberal ass Jesuit high school in Manhattan. So like yeah. it wasn't. It was although there were like a lot of gangbangers. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you get a little bit of that at every school. So yeah, but I was friends with a lot of those guys. I was friends mm-hmm. with everybody. I'm a yeah. friendly. I'm a friendly sort. You know, everyone likes you. I don't know if that's the case, but I make a. I'm. I, I like. I, for as gloom and doomy curmudgeon as he, curmudgeon-y as I usually am, I do like most people. So um, I can't think of a specific time being a teenager, mm-hmm. but I also was like, this will shock you. Most of my friends were like, I was friends with a lot of girls, mm-hmm. uh, women, and like gay dudes. Yeah. And a fair amount of like uh, straight men as well. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, I, I never, I never felt the need to like, overcompensate much for anything. Mm-hmm. I didn't really give a shit. Yeah. <sighs> That's a long-winded way of saying no. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the long-winded version though. I I was just But my high school wasn't like it wasn't like a sports high school or like a so we didn't have those kind of trappings. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like a bunch of jabronis. Mhm. So I was kind of not bitten with the toxic masculinity bug because I'm as beta as they come. <laughs> Proud of it. What were we talking about? Degrassi. <laughs> Degrassi. I was talking about how I never felt pressured to do anything masculine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't speak for all men, but you know, I was just curious. Not all would, men. Not all men. That, if you ever felt that pressure, because I, like Jane, cannot understand. Not all men. I like Jane. I feel like uh, every episode Jane's in, she's wearing like more makeup and it's trying to make her look more goth and more chaotic like all of the the crazed anarchist kids from uh, yeah. from Lakehurst. A lot of those Lakehurst kids uh, look like 26 years old. Yeah, they do not look like students. Like that one kid who who he gets in the second fight with. Out, oh, who's like fighting with when they're like Toby? Oh, your oh, brother's the in one a fight. who looks like the one who looks like he's in a Papa Roach cover band. I thought the same fuck. Looked like Jacoby <laughs> Shaddix. Shout out to Tom <laughs> Green. <laughs> he really did. I thought the same thing. <laughs> these are some Papa Roach fans for sure. Mm-hmm. These guys. Yeah. All yeah. of Lakehurst is our Papa Roach fans. Yeah. So Spinner is interested in Jane. There's also all this Lakehurst Degrassi drama, as as has been happening for like a season and a half now. It took them two episodes with Jane to say Jane says, uh, to reference Jane says <laughs> by uh, Jane's addiction. And that will no doubt be the name of an episode. Episode, yeah. No question about it. I hope it's one that Jane is in and not one Imagine that she's not Imagine it's in. not. She's not even in it. <laughs> it's actually like a Claire Grimes Beach episode. The situation with Lakers being at the school is untenable. How long have we been having uh, peace meetings 
and trying to figure out how to make it better. And it's like, nothing's working. This is an untenable situation. You murdered a person yeah. from the school. You can't come here. Yeah, it doesn't. None of this makes any sense that there's no administration that is deciding any of this stuff. It's it's like, oh, the students have to have a peace and unity group and uh, we have to integrate everything. I don't know. I, I told you earlier, I've been watching uh, the new Saved by the Bell and the whole premise of it is that another school closes or like certain schools in oh. California close. And so they have to integrate with other students. Oh, so it's basically season seven of Degrassi. Yeah, but better. <laughs> Oh, come on, Rachel. <laughs> well, the writing is better. And more I don't consistent, believe I would that. Say. <laughs> Does it have Johnny DeMarco? No, it doesn't. Then it's not but better. It... <laughs> Johnny DeMarco is your favorite part. Johnny of DeMarco! I don't know. Bruce the Moose kind of made up for it. Dude, uh... Bruce the Moose made me laugh so hard. Every time they said Bruce the Moose, I laughed. Yeah. And there was one in particular time where Jane says it like, he's going to have to fight Bruce the Moose. And like She said it so seriously. And I cackled and I texted you about it because it really made me laugh. He's going to mm -hmm. have to fight. He said he's going to fight Bruce the Moose. And they say that name mm -hmm. like it's a real name. Yeah. Bruce the Moose. Bruce the Moose. So what's up with so, Bruce the Moose? He's just like a, he's a, you can't, you can't move him. He's so big and thick, I guess. He also barks like a dog. I don't, but, yeah. but moose don't bark. So I'm not really sure the reference is. He should be Bruce the dog then. Yeah, but that doesn't rhyme, Rachel. No, nor yep. does it. It's not like it starts with a B or something. They should have named him. Bruce the baboon. They should have named him Bog the dog, I guess. Log, log the dog. He should change his first name so that it works with dog. Yeah, that's true. He should. You're right. Mm -hmm. Did you, like Travis Butts, mm -hmm. should change his last name? <laughs> Johnny DeMarco. His last, his last name is not The Moose. <laughs> Bruce the Moose. It's not? Oh, I thought it was, the, I thought it was Bruce the Moose. The yeah. Moose. So, yeah, The Moose. <laughs> So yeah, there's a lot of fighting going on. There's a lot of it knocking each other out and Well, even before there's fighting, uh Spinner is like late to class and the only way he's going to get out of a detention is if he joins the Unity Squad. Well, that's what I'm calling them now, the Unity the, Squad. I, yeah, the Unity Squad. And he he come one of my favorite things was that he commented to Hatsu, who's Hatsu was looking good. Her hair is she straight. She was looking I mean it's she's Hatsu, you know? She's like, looking whoa, hot. Hatsu looking hot. Um Well that she's not Rachel, come on. This is this isn't plain, yeah, you know what yeah. I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Clearly. Hatsu looking glamorous, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Hot Su Lacus. Hot Su. So Hot Su um tells him he needs to join the Unity Squad. And he says something about not wearing sandals he's because not that's a how you know. That's how you know that people want peace and unity as yeah. if they wear sandals. Yeah, because he's a real gung ho George mm -hmm. W. Bush type. Yeah, and he's like talking to Ashley about this whole George W. Bush thing, and she's like, "Hey, didn't you get a police officer in one in your um, career aptitude test?" And she, he's like, "Yeah, also clown." Yeah. So. Well, he diffused the situation because Johnny DeMarco, Johnny DeMarco, and he was he was holding a bowl in Toby's face. Yeah, I thought he was throwing a scarf back and forth. What was he doing? I thought he had a bowl very close to Toby's face because they were in the cafeteria. No, I thought he had. At one point, didn't someone have like something and he was like, give me, give that back, Johnny. Maybe that was the second time with Bruce the Moose. 
I don't know. There were too many fights in this. I can't keep fights. track of them. So uh, maybe that was Danny Van Zant because Danny Van Zant was also mm. in a fight with Bruce the, Bruce the Moose. Hey, yeah. Bruce the Moose here, ninety five point five WPLJ, hot <laughs> five at night. <laughs> if there isn't a Bruce the Moose DJ, I'd be very there surprised. There absolutely <laughs> is a Bruce the Moose, and his name is like Dan, but he changed it to Bruce the Moose for the yeah. first DJ. Not Dan the Man, Bruce the Moose. Hey, Dan the Man here with my good pal and buddy Bruce the Moose. How's it going, Bruce? Dan the Man and Bruce the Moose. That'd be a good DJ collective. It would. It would. I don't know. DJ. Collective seems like a stretch, but sure. I meant like radio hosts. <laughs> <laughs> like a morning Last show. Last night a DJ saved my life. Uh, yeah. Bruce the Moose and Dan the Man. <laughs> One of my friends from um, high school is a radio station DJ in Philadelphia, and she had to change her last name, but it's funny because her last name, her name's Kristen, and her last name starts with a K. So it it works well, but she changed her name to Kristen Curtis with a K for the radio show stuff. that would be like a funny sketch if it was like they were bruce the moose and dan the man were interviewing candidates to like be the third person yeah. on there but like the guy didn't have like his name was michael it's like <laughs> i just got nothing i can rhyme with michael <laughs> last night a dj saved my life um so spinner diffuses the situation with toby i guess he's holding the bowl in his face mm-hmm uh, and uh, well, Johnny DeMarco's holding the bull in his face. You don't care nothing about me. Rancid. Mm -hmm. That's probably why I was listening to Rancid. That's why. Um, and so he's getting accolades because he diffuses the situation without having a fight. Yeah. He Johnny punch goes to punch Spinner and Eddie. Spinner grabs his fist and he mm -hmm. squeezes it until some, Johnny. Some karate kid shit right there. Yeah, totally. Mr. Miyagi kind of stuff. And Johnny DeMarco runs away. And that's when Ashley's like, didn't the test tell you to be a police officer? And he said, yeah. yes, and also a clown. Yeah, and that's when he has to join the Unity Squad. Yeah, the and Unity he, Squad. he ropes Jane into it, too, so she doesn't get detention. Yeah, 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 because she was going to, for being late again! Mm-hmm. And then he um, is working out in the gym that Degrassi has to really keep up that toxic masculinity issue that they have. Well, just because a place has a gym doesn't automatically make it toxically masculine. No, no. You can you can work out in a gym and just still be a regular person. I'm not saying that I do or ever have, but because <laughs> I certainly have not. I still think I'm pay I pay a Planet Fitness ten dollars a month though from like two years ago. It's probably the case. It's probably the case. I mean, you don't want to go to Planet Fitness right now. $10 a month isn't so bad. Yeah, I don't care. What am I going to do with it? Put it towards my son's college fund, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he's never going to college at this rate. No, no one We're all going to be it. dead. Are you kidding me? Yeah. If, if, <laughs> if there isn't a successful coup in four years, coronavirus is killing us all. Um, terrible thoughts. Terrible thoughts with Pat Driscoll. Mm -hmm. So he's in the, the wait place with Jimmy. Jimmy's a good friend. The wait place <laughs> be a terrible gym name. <laughs> that would actually be a good gym name. The wait place. The waiting room. That's a good one. That's a really go good there. one. I go there. The waiting room. Yeah, the waiting room. Mm -hmm. Wait. So, so he's in there. You know, be an extra buff with Jimmy, who's also being extra buff. This is when his Spinner armpits smell or no? No, no, that's later. Spinner thinks that his boys are all jammed up. 
He names his uh his testicles Gavin Jr. and we don't hear the other one. Sorry, I got distracted for a moment. What? <laughs> I got he distracted. Said, this is by what. <laughs> Sorry, I totally know what he said. That's it's like okay. what you do. That's what I normally do. Um, they said that Spinner talks about how he thinks that his boys got all jammed up. And they're named uh, Gavin Jr. And he doesn't let us know the other one. His testicles. His yeah. testicles, yeah. Right. This is when, yeah. Did you remember that Spinner had cancer? I did. As I, soon as I started watching it. But I had forgotten. But once this came up, I was like, oh, right. Yeah. I I don't know that I ever saw these originally. I just knew that he had it at some point. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Jimmy is being a great friend here. And he is like. Do you need, are you okay? Are things all right? And he's like, oh, it's my groin. You're not, you don't want to look at my groin. So. And he would have, I think, looked at it because he is a good friend. He is. He is a very good friend. Basically, the whole gist of the story is Spinner finds out he has cancer and he gets into a couple of fights. And with that, he finds out he has cancer. We find out that his dad died from cancer, which we did not know before this. He doesn't want to see doctors because of his dad. And we're like, I, the whole time I was like, what happened with your dad? We've never learned this. It's the superintendent of plot devices. No, what you should say is, uh, it's the superintendent, the superintendent of plot devices. That doesn't really fit. <laughs> What's that from? Is that like a take That's, on something? Uh, it's the holiday season. It's the superintendent. Of plot devices and a dickery duck. <laughs> yes, it's Christmas year round with the superintendent. It's the superintendent. It's the superintendent. No, now I get it. It's it's a whole episode where, sorry, it's a whole two episodes where Spinner likes Jane. Spinner needs to prove that he's masculine because he is someone who needs to prove that he's masculine in general, but also is going to lose a testicle because he has cancer. Um, and yeah. Jimmy is a good friend and supportive. There's a lot of fights and a lot of videoing of those fights. Yeah. There's like Derek and Danny are uh, putting it on their, my room pages. There's a lot of times that people say junk. Yeah, yeah. A junkular area. Yeah, yeah. Jane says it. Jane says. Even I did it. You can't <laughs> not do it. Spinner says things incorrectly sometimes. He talks about submission, but he says submersion. Yeah, that's everyone makes fun of him in the Unity typical squad. Typical Spinner. Mm-hmm. We meet Spinner's mom. Have we met Spinner's mom? She was there briefly when he stayed home sick from school, but it might have been a different actress. I'm not sure. It was many seasons ago. Yeah, Spinner's trying to make up for the fact that he's going to lose one of his testicles, and uh, mm-hmm. and so he wants to fight everybody. Did you? T- did you? When I was distracted, did you talk about how he cut his hair into a mohawk? No, I didn't get that far. I'm jumping too far ahead. I just feel like it's a it's a. There's not like nothing happens, and then a lot of things happen. It's, so it feels like not really worth going through everything. But we should talk. It's a, a lot of. Go ahead. It's a lot of Spinner coping yeah. with with a with this diagnosis and b um sorry i also just got a text message <laughs> because it popped up on my computer you know what my text message um, was it was who it was from and what it was about it was from myra talking about the wilds <laughs> <laughs> she's making a lot of early assumptions thinking she knows what's Ooh. happening she does not know what's happening. She's got she characters she happening. thinks she knows are in on it that turn out to mm-hmm. not be in on it. And she will have found mm-hmm. out that by the time this 
comes out on Friday. So thank you, Marissa. Uh, one of the great broomheads for recommending the wilds. <laughs> I watched it in like two days. I loved it. Yeah, I I feel like this episode has like so much that happens and then nothing happens at the same time. My big takeaways were apparently it's really cool to post videos of fights on the internet in 2007. Yeah, but um, that w- everyone f- everyone from Lakehurst knows how to play pool. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're pool sharks. They're all pool sharks. It was cool and to post videos of fights on the internet in 2007. That was like yeah, World Star and all that. that. Was, That's when that stuff was happening. Yeah. And when when um when Spinner shaved his head, I was like all, almost in tears when that happened. I thought he was shaving his head because of chemo, and then he shaved <laughs> it to a mohawk to be well, more of a badass. And I was I, like, wait a second here. I think it was like a little bit of both. Both. There's a lot of screamo music in this episode too. Yeah. Yeah. In the background of everything. Yeah. What's your favorite screamo band? I don't really like any of them. Um, I did come across a entire concert of the used that my friend had taped from uh, 2002, though, when I was looking through stuff. I did recognize them. She he dated uh, Sharon Osbourne, uh, Kelly Osbourne, Kelly Osbourne, yeah, Bert, right? Former former Mormon Mormons. I can't talk Mormons. <laughs> They're from uh, Utah. Uh, the used Bert mm-hmm. McCracken. Bert McCracken, yeah. It's a hilarious name, Bert. It is. It is. He was a weird dude. I didn't love the show uh The Unsinkable Kimmy Schmidt, but I did love Did you watch The Unbreakable uh, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? Unbreakable. Did you watch it? Yeah. Tina Fey has a mm-hmm. knack for naming characters and yes. Titus uh, his rival, his name was Coriolanus Burt. And that is the goddamn funniest name that's ever been put yeah. to screen. I think about, I think about, and I didn't even finish that show, but yeah. Coriolanus The last Burt, season kind of drags. It's, you know. Coriolanus Burt is the funniest. One of my, is, one of my favorite things about that show was naming stuff though, because there was a whole episode that was just about... Now that's what I call music kind of stuff. And they were just naming songs, like made up songs for the whole episode. And I was like, I love every that's second great. of this. I'm just, it's like laugh after Well, laugh. I'll tell you, that's a lot of Letterkenny. Yeah. So if you haven't watched it, there's a lot of them just like, they'll say something and then they'll do variations on the theme. Like I was telling you, the writing is mm-hmm. very clinical and that's what they mm-hmm. do. They do a lot of that. It's, it's, okay. It's good. Okay. I feel like we have nothing to say about this episode, which is fine because we have so much other stuff to talk about. I I had a lot of feelings about this episode because I really felt for Spinner without being able to relate to him at all, if that made sense. Like, I felt like... Well, you don't have testicles. I don't have testicles. I don't understand masculinity. Yeah, you don't get it. I don't. Um, and or pool. You're not a big pool shark. I have a pool table right over there. It's Are you pool. good at the billiards? You don't have to show it to me. I believe you. That's the corner of it right there. Do you, are you good at the old, uh, see all the trophies up there? <laughs> I Places lousy with trophies. You kidding me? No, I know. That's not even all of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> your pool trophies. You played so much, so good at pool. This pool, getting... this pool table was my, uh, grandfather's. And when I would go to my grandparents' house, when I was a kid, I used to just roll the balls up and down the pool table. I thought it was the coolest yeah. thing ever. Here's the only thing I want to know. You ever fuck on that pool table? No, I never have. When I inherit it one day, maybe, but not in my parents' basement. 
<laughs> Always wanted to fuck on a pool table. Never happened. It's though. very hard. I've sat on it. <laughs> I don't think it would be very comfortable. Mm, it's yeah, not no, as oh, sexy no, no, no. as it. Uh, as I think it, it would be a more of a bent over scenario, like a more like <laughs> standing <laughs> over the thing. Yeah, yeah. Just in my. <laughs> <That's what I'm laughs> I okay. So I felt for Spitter in this episode. I um, asked my dad later. My dad, uh, DDS, Doctor Mike. Yeah, he's um, a dentist. Former pediatrician. I was like, hey, how common is it for guys to get testicular cancer as teenagers? Like, And he said it's not. It's more of a it, – but it is something that a younger man gets. So it tends to be in their 20s. Is the My father had time. it. It's the prime time to get it. My so. father got it when he was like in his uh, mid-20s, early yeah. to mid-20s. Yeah. And then I was so paranoid that I have gone to a doctor no less than four times because I thought I had it. Yeah. And I, I didn't. It's not hereditary, though, right? Uh-uh. No. Yeah. I mean, my uh, that's that's the thing that's tricky about cancer. My mom's sister died of a brain tumor when she was 30. And so my mom has thought she's had a brain tumor, like, her entire yeah. life. Right. Um, since then, it's, like, fair. I would, too, if I were, if my sister had the same thing. Like, it's just, it's so hard to kind of get out of your head. But um, You said, so you, you led with like, that's the tricky thing about, it's tricky about cancer. And I was about to lodge into singing last week's song, It's Tricky. tricky. And then you immediately followed it with, my aunt had a brain tumor and died. And I was like, well, this isn't a good time for me to start singing a rap song from the 80s. I know. It's, um, I mean, I think cancer is so prevalent that everyone knows at least like yeah. many people who've had it. and Many, many people, many people have said and many people who have died from it. Um, and, but it's just, I think there's one of those things that it still doesn't feel like a young person's disease. And like, there's certain like childhood cancers and like leukemia yeah. and things like that, but it's not something that, you know, when you're in the prime of your life about to graduate high school, that you, it's something that crosses your mind is like something that you should be on the lookout for. And so I felt for Spinner. And then also like, I know that, I was like, I know for guys that like, like having to have a testicle removed must be really traumatic. Tom Green, remember the great Canadian comedian Tom mm -hmm. Green? Not, not our friend Tom Green. The the, <laughs> the, great the Tom guy. Green show. Yeah. Freddie got fingered. Tom Green. He, he, but he did a, actually a lot for uh, the diseases, like seeing it in the world by doing that special where he like got the had the surgery and like did it on TV. Mm -hmm. I forgot about that entirely. I always think of Lance Armstrong. Oh yeah, but he sucks. Yeah, he does. But uh, married to Cheryl Crow still? No, no, no. They're done. No, she was like, "You don't make me happy," and she left. It can be that bad. Yeah, it really is that bad. <laughs> um, were they married or were they just? A th I think were they married? I don't know. Were they? Are they? I don't. I'm pretty sure they're not together anymore. Um, She's been with some problematic dudes. Kid Rock. Oh God. Yeah. Oh God. But I love Cheryl Crow though. We've talked about it on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Big fan. Big fan. I stan. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if there's anything. I don't think it's worth. As we've already like talked about this stuff so much, I don't think it's really worth going by, through this episode beat by beat because there's not. It just goes back and forth between fights, and then Spinner's talks with Jimmy, and then Spinner's talks with Jane, and they go on a kind of date at the pool hall, and she like bumps into him lightly, 
And it just makes him feel so ill and he has to run out of the pool hall and doesn't tell her why because he's so embarrassed about the fact that he's going to have a testicle removed. And yeah, the one uh, thing I will ask, there was parts where I was like, is he thinking about not getting this surgery? Like, and so I guess my takeaway is that he said his dad died from lung cancer yeah. And I'm guessing that the doctors did what they do where they try to make you feel like, hey, like you could beat this. And then he didn't. And so he doesn't trust doctors because of what <laughs> happened to his dad. It's, um, funny, it's a little funny. That's my takeaway. As someone who's the daughter of a doctor, I am very trusting in medical science. I know there's a lot of issues with healthcare. Most of those are related to insurance and not yeah. to the doctors themselves. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Um, it's not their training or the issues with them. It's the fact that our whole healthcare system is run by insurance companies. That is the problem. Um, but- so uh, I understand people's distrust of it, but then it's, it's not even a distrust of like, let me try like homeopathic things to fix it. It's like, well, I guess I'm going to die now because this is just the hand that I've been dealt right, because right, that's what right. happened to my dad. And you know, but I was impressed not only that like he told Jimmy about it and Jimmy was like, you got to go to the doctor and see what's going on. And then he did go to the doctor with that prompting um, he took his mom back, obviously, because he's still like he's 18, but you know, Barbara, still a, a child, Barbara, Barbara, Ma- Barbara Spinner Mason. <laughs> it's hyphenated Spinner Mason. I have no um, idea what her name is. I just named her. She looked like a barber to me. So, <laughs> and then he's going to get an operation after school so that he can go back to school the next day. The I'm next sorry, day. in what world would that happen? If I have a sniffle, I'm staying home from school the next Hell day. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And, and uh, oh, I'm sorry. You're such a dedicated student all of a sudden, Spinner. Yeah. Um, but I was like, so is he thinking about And then I was like, but why isn't the mother just like, you're not, this isn't open for debate. You're having this. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about two things. I want to talk about Jane and Spinner. Mm-hmm. What do we think? I have been waiting for this to happen. Um, Jimmy calls Jane Spinner with breasts, which. Yeah. We don't really know Jane yet. We like, only know that, that her mean? saying, have you heard about the rapist going around the parties? <laughs> and like that she went snowboarding. So I know nothing about her. Does yet. she, does she open her butthole up and fart in front of the whole school? Like, <laughs> is that what she, is that why she's so much like spinner? Does she cut her hair into a Travis Bickle fucking mohawk to fight Bruce the moose? Um, and then I, so yeah, they're, Oh, but then there, that was another thing that was like, so much of the show relies on people just like not saying what's going on. Like yeah. he runs out of the pool hall and then he like avoids her and won't talk to her. It's like, but isn't that so much of teenager dumb? I guess like, you I can't guess tell people is. your feelings, but honestly, the fact well, that this I'm TV gonna... show keeps relying on it to be interesting is like a little questionable. I'm going to be <laughs> honest with you. If I had cancer. Yes. I'd fucking tell everyone because I'm going to be honest with you. I love the sympathy. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be attention. really here. I'd be really here for everybody being like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Cause you never know. You might die. So you might as well yeah. milk the sympathy while you can get it. Exactly. He's trying to go fight Bruce the moose. Mm-hmm. And if he goes to fight Bruce the moose, he's going to miss his surgery appointment. Mm-hmm. So Jane. Bruce the moose goes- who, who earlier on Johnny DeMarco was like, you don't, 
I'm I'm not that scary. Bruce the Moose over here is very scary, and Bruce the Moose just says to him, "You're dead," and starts like barking like a dog. Yeah, you're dead. And then so uh, Jane goes to Jimmy, and she's like, "Look, we don't know each other, dog, but I'm pretty sure Spinner is gonna miss. The, he needs to get his testicle removed, and you need to go and tell him to do that." And Jimmy's like, "No, nah, man. Like he's got to be his own man and and make up." his own mind why are you laughing no no just because of what you said <laughs> but ultimately jimmy goes to the bruce the moose fight and gets him to go get his testicle removed that's it <laughs> i thought jimmy was a very good friend in this episode jimmy was a very good friend in this episode but then th- like when jane goes to jimmy she says to him you know, like, aren't you going to help your friend? And he's like, he needs to, f- he's an adult. He needs to figure it out for himself, which I, I both things are true, you know? Yeah, but you knew Jimmy wasn't going to abide by that. He was no. just saying it because he was mad. Because he had told the guy 10 times to go get his testicle removed. <laughs> get and that fucking fighting. testicle removed. Stop and fighting I just, on my page. I mean, I don't, like, the pain that he was having from this, like, cancerous testicle was just, like, <laughs> awful. Right? Like, he was just, like, bent over, yes. like, doubled yeah. over every time. Yeah, he really was. Poor guy. Uh. But he got his testicle removed, and then he went to school the next day. And Jane was like, what are you doing here? You just said your testicle removed. And he's like, I'm going to also have chemo, so I'm going to need days off then. And I was like, Doug, just take the rest of the fucking year off. Yeah, I know. I was, like, impressed. And there's a lot of talk about manning up. Um, Spinner describes his surgery as a major junkectomy. <laughs> But the best part of the whole thing, and I'm surprised that you haven't brought this up yet, is the fact yeah. that after he wakes up from his surgery, his mom is there and his nut is in a jar. Yeah, I did write that. <laughs> it's down. like in a Chinese soup takeout container. <laughs> I literally wrote, they keep his nut in a jar. Why did we both call it a nut? <laughs> but I wrote, nut in a jar? Question mark. <laughs> so clearly we both thought the same thing. That was the time to call it a nut when it's in this a This is not even a joke. I thought to myself, is my dad's nut in a jar somewhere? Like, is it at my <laughs> my mother's still, house? Did they let you keep it afterwards? Like, here's your <laughs> cancerous nut. Like, like, enjoy it. Is that at my, my childhood home somewhere? Can I find it? Is it calcified? What is it? Did your dad get buried or cremated? Buried. So his nut might be with him. <laughs> No, we didn't put the nut in the casket. He, he you, went know that, you know that for a fact. Okay. I mean, I'm pretty sure I was. Well, he did not die of testicular cancer. He died of other cancer later, which is yeah. great. Cool yeah. stuff. So I'm not paranoid all the time. Oh, no, no. I mean, you know, I just have my mom's paranoia that trickles down to me. So it's fine. I love this doctor that Spinner goes to see and she's like, okay, so wait, you've got a pain in your groin while I got to check out your junk then. And he's like, whoa, lady, too fast. You know what was surprising to me? I didn't realize women could be doctors. (laughs) (laughs) Did you think she was a PA? Yeah, I didn't know what was going on. I was like, wait a minute, what? When was this made? Doctor, lady. And then he started talking about Spinner when he saw Jimmy later, started talking about a lard ass. And I was like, that was a very thin woman. And I realized he was talking about other people in the doctor's office. Lard ass. By the way, that was a joke. I love my uh, women doctors are the best of all the doctors. Yeah, I pretty much only see women doctors. I do too, to be fair. I don't really have much of all of anything to say about Johnny DeMarco um, and the fights. Nothing about me. But. Danny and Derek make a few brief appearances through the A and the B story in the first episode. B 
because Derek gets into a fight with Kobe Dix. <laughs> we don't know what that guy's name is. Um, Derek gets into a, no, sorry. Danny gets into a fight with Kobe Dix. Um, and Derek runs in to tell Liberty about it while she's in the unity squad meeting. And Liberty comes out and almost gets into a fight with Kobe Dix because he's like, Oh, that JT guy, like he had it coming. Yeah. He had and it's it like, coming. and that's he yeah. had it coming. They should have broke into the. <laughs> this was like this was actually a musical. Yeah. Um, they just didn't Lip get to shits. the the dance fight scene. Um, but I love it Chicago. Was, it was very surprising that uh, the administration of the school didn't hadn't figured this shit out by now. I'm like. How long have these schools been integrated for? And At least a good they, few episodes. They, they have been genuinely trying to come up with a way to make these two schools like get along. And so far, all we've come up with was like a relay race. <laughs> like that's and all, murder ball. That's all. Yeah. They've like done like a like a sporting event, like a bl- blue and gold. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. Mm-hmm. He had it coming. He had it coming. <laughs> Hey, you would have done the same. Squish. It's, it's like some combination of Chicago and West Side Story going on in, right here. Yeah, <laughs> it's a modern a day bit. West Side Story. True. You got to dance with your hands taped together with knives. You like Chicago? I know you don't like musicals. No, I like a West Side Story, though. You don't like Chicago. It's okay. Oh, it's I didn't like Renee Zellweger in it. Oh, you're crazy. I love her in that movie. Two-time Oscar winner. Two-time Oscar winner, Renee Zellweger. She won an Oscar for two movies that no human being has ever seen. <laughs> Cold Mountain, which maybe some I people I did see Cold seen. Mountain because I had to read that book. But then also that Judy Garland movie that no one I never saw seen. it, yeah. And then, I'd, I mean, can you watch it anywhere? Is it streaming? I don't know. But I love Judy Garland, but I don't even care about that movie. Mm-hmm. You would have done the same. I'm a big fan of Chicago. Beast. Oh, sorry. Were you not ready? Was there anything? <laughs> is there anything else? Junk act to me. Uh, looks like Jane and Spinner are going to be a thing. She's going to take care of them. Yeah. And I was waiting for that to actually happen. I knew that was going to happen at some point um, on the show. I feel like, yeah, I, I, so much happened and so little happened. Toxic masculinity. We neither of us have anything to say about it, I guess. We talked about it. You asked me. We had a whole conversation about I it. Know. None of us have anything to say about it. He was going through a toxic masculinity thing. <laughs> he was gonna lose a testicle and he felt less like a man, so he was beating dudes up. What are you mm-hmm. gonna do? Say La Vie's 18. <laughs> he loves George W. Bush and Rudy Giuliani. Oh God, if he only lived today. Well, he's still alive, I believe, Shane Kippel. Well, I know, but <laughs> sorry. If... Should I ask him? <laughs> Should I that, go on his... Remember that time in episode 705 when you talked about George W. Bush and Rudy Giuliani? How do you feel about that today? Well, he was playing a character. He wasn't playing himself. So. Right, 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 right. We've got to do two more of these. Let's. We can rip through these, though. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> One, two, three, four, five, six. What? I was just counting to ten for... <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm ready. <laughs> Unity squad, unite One, two, <laughs> with our three, powers four. combined. Be sorry. Darcy Grimes Beach. Miss Sauvay. This first episode. Clown Academy 3. Clown Academy 3, yep. This, this, uh, 
first episode is very heavy bones because you got Spinner getting cancer, Darcy Grimes Beach finally telling Snake that she had been uh, assaulted and raped by a unknown assailant. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it is. Ooh, Darcy's anger issues are coming out. Yeah, she's getting. Yeah, she's mad. She so. is mad that she was raped. She is mad that she has to go to counseling three days a week after school, so she can't go on dates with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. To hide Peter Lacus. She's trying to take a test in media immersion, and Danny and Derek are talking about some drama with Johnny DeMarco. And then she tries to tell them to shut up so she can take her test, and then she gets in trouble for it. Yeah, that's also that happens twice because Spinner also gets in trouble for uh, having a fight with uh, Johnny DeMarco when all he did was break up the fight with Toby. So Miss Hatsalakis blames Spinner and Darcy. Well, I guess it's Snake that blames Darcy. Mm-hmm. For, for things, things that they aren't didn't their fault. Start. Yeah. 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 So Do you think Dar- that's the death or the glory part of the episode? Mm, both. It's a little mm-hmm. bit of both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody dies in this episode. No. No. Yeah. Death or glory is a weird title for this episode. Yeah. I mean, I guess Spinner is contemplating death or glory, but I don't think that those are the two options that he's, it's like death or surgery. Yeah, death or surgery doesn't have the same ring. Yeah, and like, I mean, he could get into a fight or not. So really, there's like four options in this episode rather than two. Death, glory, fight or not. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she is acting out. She gets detention for this fight. And then, at w- so her, Danny, and Derek are they get detention and they have to wash windows. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you noticed this, but at one point Darcy is yelling at Danny and Derek mm-hmm. to like speed it up. She's like, come on guys, like speed it up. So I guess presumably they can get out quicker, but both of their windows are far more washed than Darcy's at the time. <laughs> Darcy's window is full suds. And Derek and Danny have washed three quarters of their windows. Window. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hurry up, guys. I'm like, But maybe they me. haven't. Maybe they've only washed a quarter and the rest is just dry still. Did you think about that? I didn't think about that. No, I didn't. <laughs> You might be right. That that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Maybe she was ahead on getting the suds on the window. You're saying, yeah, this they, is a- oh, so you're suggesting they hadn't even sudsed up the windows yet. Yeah, ah, yeah. interesting. I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> so this like this B story is a very interesting look into trauma, but because it's relegated to a B story, it's like not interesting at all. Like, Should they not really have been a B story. They really don't go into much of it at all. Um, it's just Darcy <clears throat> acting out more and more. She hasn't told anyone about the rape except for Manny and Peter. So she hasn't told Miss Suve. She had been going three times a week after school to counseling. Um, and now she's managed to go one time a week during lunch so that she has her evenings free or afternoons free. She wants to be able to go on dates with her boyfriend. Yeah, she wants to go to see Clown Academy 3 after school. No, she wanted to see. She was like, they're still making those? Yeah. <laughs> And then the other movie was called Scalpel. That's what she wanted to see. Oh, which that I thought even better. <laughs> I thought they were going to be like, that's actually a real, that is a movie. It's, that's not the movie they're talking about, but there is a horror movie called Scalpel. I wonder, and then I was like, oh, is that like a reference to the fact that she tried to kill herself with a, mm-hmm. uh, what did she use to slice her arms, her hands open? I don't know. 
we didn't see that. I don't <laughs> because think because yeah. that's how you commit suicide. You slice your hands open. Just gotta bleed. Yeah, blah, you bleep. slice. It's like a Jesus thing. <laughs> Sorry, that reminded me of fuel because. Uh, <laughs> Remember hemorrhage in my hands? That song? In my hands, in my hands again. I don't what? remember who said it. I don't remember if it was a friend of mine or if it was a famous person who said that they were saying blee blah, blee blah in my hands. But that's what I always hear that song is. What now. do I but... say? Because I say so, I say in my head. Because you oh. always correct me. It's in my hands. Oh, I think I would always say in my head in my and hand. you would correct yeah. me. Yeah. I think it's leave love bleeding in my hands, but my friend Sean, I'm pretty sure you is the one think who said it is. You I think it's my friend know. Sean. You know. It's pretty sure it's my friend Sean who said blee blah blee blah in my hands. So now I always hear it as that. You know what it is. You love that. So if you're one of your favorite top ten favorite songs of all time. <laughs> I found a VH one. Um what was the one they used to play? Like not unplugged, because that's MTV. What was VH one when they would play behind the music? Storytellers. Storytellers. I found a VH1 Storytellers of Fuel and Train. Oh, God. Remember when <laughs> Train Train, train oh. played Trump's fucking inauguration? Mm. Yuck. I threw it out. Did you see that Bon Jovi <laughs> performance at fucking Joe Biden's inauguration? I did. I did. Oh, it was God. not good. What does he sound like now? He sounds so weird. Do you think that he actually he played in Miami? Sin. Do you think that he actually played in Miami during the sunrise, or do you think that was all CGI'd? I think the problem, I don't know that they had the money to CGI John Bon Jovi's <laughs> performance for the inauguration. I assume he did. I don't know what our taxes pay for. He also was going, here comes this uh, juby juby. <laughs> like he was saying Jew. I was like, what are you? What is that? Juby juby. It was so fucking bad. John Bon Jovi also did a cover of Fairy Tale in New York this year for like Christmas. Mm. It was one of the worst things that has ever oh, been put no. to music. You got to listen to it. And I don't mind Bon Jovi, the, the rock <laughs> band. That it's just really bad. Oh, God. The Fairy Tale in New York is the worst thing you ever heard. Plus, like, he changes lyrics and stuff because there's problematic lyrics in that song, obviously. But yeah, yeah. Oh boy, this is a piece of shit, man. Mm-hmm. I saw people tweeting while that performance was happening, saying like, "Well, at least it's not fairy tale in New York." <laughs> he has so much face now. His face has grown like outward. Yeah, it's bizarre. Um, back to the B story, though. Oh right, Degrassi. Uh, <laughs> Degrassi. Um. When when Darcy's washing windows, she wants Snake to lie to Miss Souvet and say that she was there volunteering, not that it was detention. And she makes this whole point. And if she hadn't made a point, Miss Souvet wouldn't have even noticed or cared. Because what? She was afraid that if Miss Souvet knew she had detention, she'd want her to go to therapy more times a week. Mm-hmm. It should mm-hmm. be pointed out. I think you did point this out. But she has not. The reason Darcy doesn't want to go to therapy more is because she doesn't want to like break and tell Miss Suve that she was raped. And she feels yeah. like Miss Suve is like doing a number on her head to get her there. Which is the whole point. Of yeah. But she's just, what, yeah, yeah. She's a teenager, you know, yeah. and she's dealing with a lot of shit. And so she doesn't want to deal with it and she doesn't want to face it. And so she just wants out of it and to forget about it instead of think about what happened. Right. Right. So snake won't lie for her. No. So she kicks over a, bucket of water knocks it all over everything and then snake is uh like 
like unclear of like what is going on. So she goes out to uh, you remember the courtyard where Hatsu used to eat lunch by herself? The courtyard Marriott. Oh, those sad lunches. <laughs> yeah, those sad lunches um, that Hatsu used to have by herself back when she was a teacher, a lowly teacher. Yeah, back. Darcy takes her overnight bag that she seems to carry with her everywhere out to this uh, courtyard, and Snake comes out to join her. And that's where Darcy tells Snake that she was raped, and that's why she's so upset. And Snake is incredibly understanding, as you would expect, because Snake is a great character. Snake's one of the best people. Yeah, and he's like 32 years old, so he gets it. Mm. Mm. Jesus Christ! I'm trying to be like he's an adult, and I'm like he's not that younger old. than us. Every time you like say how old he is, I die. Didn't you do? What are you trying to say, Bon Jovi? Oh, a lot of bad things. Um. So and I, I, it's it's a really like, it's a touching teaching moment. It's a great snake is a great guy. So snake yeah. suggests that they should go see Miss Sauve mm-hmm. together. And she says, no, what happens here? She said that she's not ready for it, but she also told him that the only people who know are Peter and Banny. And he said, you know, I'm here for you. And I did. I was a little bit unsure of what you're supposed to do. I feel like as a teacher, he should, he probably is required to like say something to somebody. I don't yeah, know. It's a it very slippery slope there. It's, a, I don't know because it's not something that happened on school grounds and it's not, I don't know that you actually are required to say it's not like an ongoing um, issue. And I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what that stuff. Like I don't what know what rules, I would. Do. I'm not a teacher, so I don't know what the rules are. I think like to keep, it, it's her trust and, and he shouldn't yeah. say anything. If, if she's no. not ready to sit, like it's what Manny said. If, you if you're, if you're a student is in an ongoing abusive situation, then you would be obligated to say something about it. But I think it's a different story when there's something that happened. But if you were time. a parent and you found out that this teacher knew about it and didn't say anything, you'd be fucking furious. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be long. I no, don't no, 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 no. I'm just, remember, no, but. it's just what a, what a predicament <laughs> yeah. for him to be in and yeah. what a hard, like, what do I do here kind of scenario. But he's great. He, uh, I love this guy. Remember when oh. they decided to make him cheat on his wife for absolutely no reason because they needed to. I'm so, terrible. I'm so mad at the show for that. I'm not at all mad at him. Yeah. Or Miss Hatsulakis because it's no, so. No, you're just mad at the show. Yeah. It's, so, it's the superintendent. Lazy bullshit because they needed like, they took this mm-hmm. character, this beloved, by all accounts, wonderful character. I guess it's also good to show that people have flaws, but like they could have done that in another way. Yeah. And he is How? back with his wife, Christine Nelson. Yeah. We just don't see her much. But they're still in the fr- the opening credits, so clearly she's pretty important. hot. Remember, I said that in the Patreon. Oh yeah, episode. Taking Back Sunday. Yeah. Um, important question before we finish up the B story because it's actually about the A story. Um, how did you feel about Spinner's Mohawk? Loved it. Mm-hmm. It was a little Taxi Driver. It was a little Travis yeah. Pickle oh, for yeah, me. Yeah. But I was like, well, you know what? Did I love it? It felt a little bit. I, I liked the way it looked. I thought it looked cool. But the reasons for it, I didn't love because it yeah. felt like very aggressive. Like it was like, I'm doing this because I want to go beat up Bruce the Moose, you know? 
but I did. I was like, oh, this is cool. I guess. I don't know. What did you think, Rach? I. So I thought that he was shaving his head because of chemo. And then he As shows up I. like a badass with this fucking mohawk the next day at school, ready to fight. And I was like, oh, I can't decide if I like it or if it looks awful. Like, oh, because- it looks pretty awful. But I mean, yeah. that's kind of the point, right? Yeah. When you wear your hair like that, it's a statement to be like, I don't care about society. I'm going to yeah. look like shit and look the stupidest thing I could possibly look like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If he was doing the this with the spikes, that's, yeah, that's that'd be a different cool. story with the Elmer's glue. Took the sixty bus out of downtown Campbell Benzinato. He was on it. He was waiting for me. I had a a friend, a female friend, who used to do a mohawk, that. like a serious mohawk. I would have been way into that as a, a teenager in high school. Yeah, I would have like I would have probably liked her. I would have been like afraid of her, but I would have probably had a big yeah. crush, big crush on her. I'm sure. <laughs> <clears throat> See, I guess that's really the full B story. I mean, it was like I felt like it was actually a pretty good B story. It could have been delved into more in a real story. Interesting but. that this episode, the first episode, Death or Glory Part One, was heavy bones for Spinner and Darcy, who are former f- loves of one another. Yeah. Who are no That's longer true. together. And who I still like together. Just me. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We haven't, we don't really know Jane yet at all. Like, we haven't, we barely know anything about her except for talking about the rapist, so. I Yeah, she seems good. She plays uh, billiards and opens mm-hmm. her butthole and farts in front of everybody, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like Spinner. <laughs> She also talks about junk a lot, so. Yeah, you know she's down. She's very cool. Mm-hmm. She wears hoodies. Yeah. Gotta wear those hoodies. Is this, technically, this is not a C story. It's just the B story of the second oh, episode. Part two, yeah. It's so we part gotta two do B it story. again. You gotta do it again. Okay, ready? Set. It's the B, B story. story. Well, that one was tame in comparison to the last B story. Should we do it again? No, this this one is also very tame in comparison to the last B story, so it fits. <laughs> yeah, I already this, forgot this what one it was. Sucked, what Marco. Happens? Oh, right, right, right. Marco gets a rabbit named Hip Hop. Basically, the, the gist is that first of all, when did Marco become so lame? He's like the saddest grandpa. Like, what the fuck? I don't understand. He wasn't that character before. So, like, Paige has school. Freshman Jesse and Paige Ellie are going. School. Paige has a job. A job. Paige has a job. <laughs> Freshman Jesse and Ellie are going to Chuck Klosterman readings because, of course, they are. Of course, they are. Sometimes the writing is dead on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and Garrett isn't gay. Is that his name? Griffin. Griffin isn't gay. So uh, Marco's by himself all the time, and I'm like, wait a second. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're at, you're going to school. You're not just like doing. You're not just like sad and alone. You have schoolwork. Like, yeah. What the fuck is that? Why am also, I? Also, I don't know. When I was in college, I like especially that first like year. I met so many people. I was hanging out with so many new people and trying to be friends with all these people. Wait, did you, did you hang out with so many nude people? Why were yeah, I, why so was many everybody, nude people? Everyone why was, was everybody naked nude? all the time? I went to a nudist school. Oh, I didn't know that they mm-hmm. had those. Good for you. You were nude all the time? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Who, who knew? Who knew? Who nude? Why do you keep saying nude? 
Imagine that I had a thing where anytime I heard the word new, it sounded like It sounded nude. like nude. And yeah. I couldn't tell the difference. And I'd be like, oh, I got to figure this out. Like the thing that... you were just saying that you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But now I'm sa- now I'm letting everybody know what the bit was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so, yes. So, Why does he have no friends? Marco is home all the time. And I guess they can't say Sudoku. He's playing Shidoki. Like, unless Shidoki is a game I do not know. And I'm just very wrong about this. And Griffin was like, I didn't know you were into Kung Fu. <laughs> <laughs> I like Griffin. I like and hate Griffin at the same time because Griffin's there like, oh, you should come and hang out with us. But then you should also, you know, you should only come out and hang out with me because all of the chicks like gay guys. Not true. Not true at all. He said that. And he said, I always love to have a wingman. And yes, he did say chicks love gay guys. But he also said, but if not, if there aren't any girls or nothing comes of that, he's like, we could always hang out. Yeah, he did say that he was an olive branch. Also, Marco's not exactly like warm to him usually. No, no. But what was weird about this episode, too, was that Marco's got nothing going on and he's bored. Marco DeMarco. (laughs) Just make friends, dude. You don't only have to be friends with the people you went to high school with. I don't like. I I never like. I sorry. Like I have also been like mostly single my adult life, so I never understand the people who are like in a relationship and like don't have any good friendships outside of it either. Like I just like, what is your life? Like I just don't understand it. He has friendships, but they're all like doing things. But it's like. Then make new friends, dog. Yeah, find other people to hang out with. It's not like you're in your first year of college. There are plenty of people who just want to hang. That's all they want to do. They don't want to go to school or do their schoolwork. Right, totally. And so um, that's what like the Griffin thing is at the beginning. Griffin's like, let's be. Friends. Turns very quickly into like Paige and Ellie saying that he likes Griffin, and he it's does, like, though. does he? I don't know. I just felt like he, he just kind liked of admits him. it. I, I felt like that was like a stretch, both of the writing's sake. Like I agree from with you. both think. ends where I was like, I don't think he likes Griffin. I think he's just excited to have someone to hang out with. It's like just because someone is a man and I'm heterosexual doesn't mean that I like every single dude that I hang out with. Like, it just felt like they were forcing it like, oh, he's a guy. You must like him because he's a guy. But that's I how think- that's how Paige and Ellie talk like that. They just that's exactly that's a great impression. I actually thought <laughs> very good I was at it, in the right? Room right? With, with I, I would I could get a job on SNL with that impression right there. Easily. Yeah, because what SNL is really looking for are impressions of uh Paige, Michael Chuck, and Stacey Farber. Um and great ones like the one you just did too. So bang on. Mm-hmm. I think it's not so much that Marco actually does like Griffin, but he has a hard time being in things that aren't more serious. I don't really Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. because he was kind of like mad that Griffin was like hanging out with girls or something. Right. I don't, I think that Griffin just had other friends and other things going on. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. You're probably right. I don't fucking know. I didn't really pay a lot of attention to this. this No, this, this, this B2 story really sucked. Um, there's, Essentially, Marco helps Griffin with his fashion choices because he's gay, so he must know what looks good, which also felt very dumb no, to me. No, he didn't say that. He said you have good fashion sense. He does have good fashion sense. Uh, he does, I guess. I think you're like, reading more into this. I know. I uh, I just felt like it was very like stereotypy. This this B two story. <laughs> 
But the B2 shot, your B12 shot. The best part of it was that uh, Ellie says early on, like, you should get a pet. And then he's reading a book about rabbits later. And then he goes to the store and he gets a rabbit without asking any of his roommates if it's okay to get a just and go and make friends that he names hip hop and yeah. i used to have a rabbit as a kid and rabbits are not good friends like, i they're gotta not. tell you they're mean oh man well maybe that'll be the story that's coming up rabbits are real assholes i just wish he would go and make friends with people somewhere mm-hmm. i know here's i'm the... also just sad to see marco like in college as being like less cool than marco in high school like marco did stuff in high school and now he's just always home studying or calling Dylan because now that Dylan's Dylan. gone he's not doing anything a Dylan mm-hmm. you know what the thing about I just want to take Marco aside and be like listen you don't always have to put a sock on the door and have a sex in the room <laughs> you can have friends go make friends not everything is a having a sex in the room no I'm out of cold. I had to do it once oh yeah at least once. I'm surprised you only did it this one time. The bee heads clamor for it. You know, they love it. They love this. They love it. Is that it? That's really it. That's all I got. So hip hop. That's the name of the rabbit. I, I did it. That was the best part of the B2 story. He had it coming. He named the rabbit hip hop. I know. It's a pretty dumb name, but it's the only thing I liked. On that it's a pretty stupid name. A hip hop. Mm-hmm. A hippie to the hip. Uh, when Griffin is with all his pals at the bar studying, I don't know. I think they use the same like venue that they always use for, for like, oh, there's concerts, but also we're here studying. Um, he said that he was kind of in the middle of engineering stuff. He must be oh. an engineering major. Yeah, I guess. I hope they can become friends. Or he's just going to leave again. He is like obsessed with the fact that Marco is gay. Yeah, he talks about it a lot, but maybe that's what it was like in the early, the mid two thousands. I don't remember. It's a blur for me now. Blur. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. You asked for it. I did. Rachel. Yes. Degrassi: The Next Generation, but it was on the noggin, the end mm-hmm. station. It had a tagline, and the tagline was "It goes there." Because yes. the episode would often tackle subjects that were very taboo and that most teen dramas, Canadian or otherwise, wouldn't mm-hmm. always tackle. So we like to do this thing that we call the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. We have a patented scale. We've put mm-hmm. in a patent for it. Mm-hmm. It's a 1 to 10 scale. We go from 1 to 10. Are we rating these as episode 1 and episode 2 or are we just doing the whole two-parter as a one deal? One deal. It's interesting because I think the Marco one drags it down. Yeah. So Whereas the other one really pushes it up. Totally. So I'm going to say Rachel. I mean, although the A story in the second episode, I mean, Spinner gets his nut out on an afternoon after school. Like, it seems very quick and to the point, which should actually drive it back up again. Yeah, I get Or down. I don't know. It's Let's uh, find out, Rach. What do you give episodes <laughs> 705 and 706, Death or Glory, parts one or two, on the Degrassi? Ever, what, uh, how much do they go there? The go there scale. Sorry, the go there. I haven't written anything down oh, because it's go. really hard to gauge this. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just always hard to gauge it. I'm going to say a seven. Yeah, it goes there. It goes there without anyone dying. 
Yeah, it, people don't have to die for it to go there, which this episode is telling us that. Because mm-hmm. Spinner gets cancer. He gets his testicle taken out of his body. Mm-hmm. He uh, Darcy admits to Snake what has happened to her, that she was raped at a ski chalet. Uh, mm-hmm. And Marco is just stupid and boring, so who cares? But I think it is a go there episode. It, 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 you know, it's got a lot of... I wouldn't necessarily call these taboo subjects, but, well, the rape maybe, but... The 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 things that make it go higher for me are Spinner's um the scene where Spinner is shaving his head and he's crying and there's screamo music playing in the background, and then the scene where Darcy and Snake are sitting in the cold courtyard. Yeah, rape is not a taboo subject. I shouldn't have said that. That was very I very much misspoke. It's not a tab, but we say taboo subject is like when I do the preamble at the beginning, mm-hmm. but it's a heavy bones more about more yes, about. Yeah. So rather than saying taboo, it's more like this is a heavy bones. What is the word that we're looking for there? It's yeah, you're right. It's not quite taboo because taboo is like things that aren't spoken about. Well, I think when the show a- was was original, when the noggin was originally using the it goes there, that is what mm-hmm. they meant. They meant like, <gasps> can you believe they're speaking? They're doing this on the show. That's what it goes there meant then. I, it doesn't mean that to us now. I just say it mm-hmm. sometimes. I just say it in my pre-written preamble. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with a seven. I'm going to stick with what you have. Uh, mm-hmm. because here's the thing, the Darcy stuff went there, what more so when it happened, right? We were like, cause it was like, oh my God, now it's like the fallout, which is good that it's happening and mm-hmm. that she's now telling people about it. Mm-hmm. But the snake, the snake, the spinner stuff. Yeah. That's pretty big news. That's big stuff. Heavy bones. Heavy bones. Heavy. They're so heavy. You got to put them in a bag. <sighs> This is like, it's a lot of weight on me. It's hard to walk around. carry them up and put them in your backpack and you're carrying Mm -hmm. them up the staircase. Mm -hmm. What we didn't mention was also how uh, I I was surprised because of what happened in the first episode with Snake and Darcy. I kind of thought that in the second episode when Spinner is dealing with... uh, cancer that you know snake comes up to him and is like you know if you're getting into fights like this is gonna be a problem i thought that they might have a cancer bonding moment and they did not does uh snake even know that he has cancer no he doesn't know but i mean he might know later and then that might become a thing but i was also surprised in that scene that uh snake is so much taller than spinner (laughs) (laughs) snake's a tall guy and it makes Spinner seem like a child just because he's shorter, but he's also an adult essentially at this point. Kind of, yeah. He, so. is an, he is an adult by by law. By law. And I'm like, is Snake just that tall or is Spinner like not that tall? No, is Spinner seems show? pretty equivalent to everybody else height-wise. Yeah, yeah. So maybe Snake is just a giant. Yeah, I think he might be. Mm-hmm. I think he very well might be. Oh, I feel like Jane keeps getting more goth in each episode that we've seen her in. Is she goth? She has like a hoodie on. Well, just the makeup and stuff, like, and the dyed hair and all that jazz. But the makeup is just, like, kind of cool, no? I don't know. Is it cool? I think she's, like, a My Chemical Romance type, which I do not consider goth by any means. No, it's, like, a different kind of goth. It's, like, an emo kind of a deal. Yeah, screamo. What is screamo? It's just loud, screaming emo music? It's the kind where people scream a lot in it, yeah. But it's still emo. Yeah. Thus the name Screamo. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
The used is a good example of that. My Chemical Romance also a little bit and but they don't the scream. They're but they're early stuff. Uh, not not uh, what's his name, but the other people did. I don't know Gerard. even one bar of a used song. I don't know anything about them. You're fine. Other than Brett McCracken dated Sharon Osbourne, uh, Kelly Osbourne. Bert. <laughs> Could you imagine she he dated Sharon Osbourne? <laughs> That'd be bizarre. Oh, Sharon, Ozzy Osbourne. So, Pat. Yeah, what's up? Who is your most valuable Degrassi? I don't know. There's a lot of good ones in this. I think. I had a like last week. I was like, I don't know. All of them are terrible. I'm not sure who to pick. But this one, I was. I had a really hard time. I don't know. There's a lot of good people in this episode. Well, Snake Johnny DeMarco. Johnny is DeMarco. <laughs> DeMarco. Johnny DeMarco. Nor is Marco. Marco DeMarco. Marco DeMarco. <laughs> Nor is Kobe Dix. Um, you got like three, three ones. You're talking about Snake. He does a nice job. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're talking about Jimmy Brooks. He's a good friend. Mm-hmm. He shows up for his pal spin. But I'm gonna go with the with Spinner. Yeah, he's not the best character. He doesn't make the best decisions here. In fact, he mm-hmm. makes mostly bad decisions. Um, yeah, but it felt uh, pretty real. Not necessarily the fights uh, always for everybody, but it felt his sort of the way he wrestled with everything that was going on. The sort of like. Mac truck that hits you when you find out, oh my God, I have cancer. Like I couldn't even imagine being mm-hmm. 18 years old and hearing that. And and after your father passed away from it, which again, superintendent of plot devices showed up to make sure that happened. Um, but yeah, I think it's not so much that I think Spinner like was the best guy or did the best things, but I felt mm-hmm. the story was very human and and it, it kind of worked for me and I felt for yeah. Spinner. So yeah, I think for me it's a Spinner, Spinner Gavin Spinner Mason and his boys Gavin Jr. and he who will never be named because he lives Jimothy. in a cup. He lives in a cup. Mm-hmm. What about you, Rach? I am pretty much deciding between the same people. Like Snake was really great in these episodes, but he was in it briefly. So that made me feel like he shouldn't get the MVP because there was a lot of other standouts. Um, It's funny that neither of us thought of Jane. Um, We don't really know her yet. And I, so I don't think that anything that she did was, uh, I don't know if I want to say relevant enough, but like, it just didn't really pull at our heartstrings because we don't know her. And she didn't, she wasn't in it too much, but the big move was going to Jimmy though. That was like a big move on her part. That was the thing that made me think like, Oh, should I be considering Jane as well? Um, Jimmy was a great friend in these episodes. I was really pulling for Jimmy to be the MVP after I didn't choose him last week. Um, because I felt like he was such a good friend and so responsible and so thoughtful and heartfelt and caring. Um, but then the thing that really did it for me was uh, the head shaving moment. Like I just was so touched by what Spinner was going through. And I was thinking about the fact that like Spinner was a total dick in a lot of this. But at the same time, I think it was the whole journey that made it yeah. Spinner 
be the most valuable Degrassian in these episodes. Yeah, he was, and Shane Kippel was very good at those, uh, that, that scenes. Tears were all in his eyes. Tears dried on their own, you know. Yeah, I just saw it a minute ago. Um, I, I have it on the background, and it was just—it's it, without the music, it still really got me. Yeah, it's one of the better uh, Shane Kippel performances. It's good. I mean, it's—it's it's no him showing his butthole to the whole school. But what but is? Like, to be honest, what is? What has ever only that been close one? To only that. that one. Yeah, I, I, I love Spinner. I just feel—I I find myself just Spinner mm-hmm. becoming and, my number two. Yeah, it's. It's funny because I really felt like Jimmy was such a good friend. And, you know, Jimmy has experienced his own loss of masculinity and his own issues with it. And so he was such a good person to kind of be there for Spinner in this, despite everything that happened to them previously. You know, the fact that Spinner got Jimmy shot and all that jazz. Uh, Arguable. (laughs) Arguable. Uh, Was was there and present for that whole situation. Um, So... Oh, it was really tough, but I, I, I felt like Jimmy kind of deserved it, but well, I went with Spinner. Objectively, Jimmy is the best person in the episode. Yeah. Yeah. So that goes without saying. Like, Jimmy is the best friend, the best sort of sounding board, the mm-hmm. best advice mm-hmm. giver. Jimmy is a very good guy. Mm-hmm. But even at one, but Jimmy needs to be nudged at the end by Jane. Because, but yeah. t- in his defense, that was the thing that that made Spinner jump ahead for me too. Was also that he needed to be nudged a little bit at the but end. But in his defense, how many times can you say the same thing and have somebody not listen to it before you go? Well, then I guess I'm not going to say it anymore. So yeah. I do. I kind of understand where Jimmy's coming from at that point, where he's like, "I've been telling this dude. I was the one who told him to go to the fucking doctor. I've been telling him to take this seriously. I re- He was like, "I researched this." disease you have to find out that it's only you know that you have a good chance of it like he had done so much and spinner kept making bad choices obviously he needed that one more time and jimmy did give it to him so mm-hmm. they're but i mean there is a world where they're co-mvps because they kind of yeah. live in concert with they, one another you need the two of them yeah because mm-hmm. spinner doesn't get to where he gets to without jimmy and vice versa i guess but true I gave it to Jimmy last week, so I'm going to go with Spinner. A spinner! Also, like, what what is the world where you're like, I'm in college, I think that I'm going to get a pet, I'm going to get a rabbit. I like that this is where we're going with this, how we're going to close this up. (laughs) I guess because you think like it's a little less high maintenance than a dog or a cat because it like lives in a cage. Yeah, but get like a guinea pig or a hamster or something. I don't know. Yeah, but some people don't think about those as like top tier pets. I guess you don't yeah. think of a. I mean, rabbit. I had a rabbit. rabbit. He was an asshole. Hmm? I guess you don't. I don't think of a rabbit as a top tier pet. But I do understand the idea of like I'm going to get something that lives in a cage, so I don't have yeah. to deal with it so much. But you're right. You could get a guinea pig. This poor stage rabbit did not like being in the show either. Steve. No Bugs Bunny is what you're saying to me. It's no Bugs no Bunny. Thumper hip-hop. from Bambi. Oh, Thumper. He was animated. Was Bugs he was animated. <laughs> no uh, <laughs> Easter Bunny is what you're telling me here. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Easter Bunny. Were there any famous uh, rabbit pets on on uh, on TV? 
hip hop from Degrassi is probably the most famous one. The one, <laughs> it's the one everybody talks about the most. Hip hop from Degrassi. Yeah. Well, that's our show, folks. Thanks for coming. <laughs> We've had a great time this week. These two parters um, are fucking. Oh, they take so long. They take so long. We're um, gonna get to a season so... where every episode is a two parter. Did you know that? Oh. Don't express such. I'm gonna have to quit my job <laughs> <laughs> just to do this show. So, broomheads we'll and just dope go monkeys. You can flee at that point. We'll just go when we get when we hit the double two weekers. Wait, mm-hmm. dub, no, the what? The double two weekers. We're gonna go. I'm not confused about bi-weekly. bi-weekly Are we going twice a weeks. week or every well, other bi-weekly week? Bi-weekly <laughs> would be every other week. When we get to okay. the ones where it's always two parties, we're just gonna have to do one every other week. Yeah, we're gonna have to take breaks. I'm serious. <laughs> that might long. have to happen. Yeah, <laughs> that might have to happen. All right, broomheads and dumb yeah. monkeys. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com/deep. You can. Find us on Instagram at SparkleSpaz28. You can find us on Facebook at Deem Podcast. You can write us an email at every episode ver at gmail.com. And you can join the Facebook group, the Dope Heads, <laughs> the Dope Heads, the Dope Monkeys, and the Broom Heads. The Dope Heads. <laughs> the Dope Heads. The Max Headrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Get on though, get on the Patreon, get on the Facebook group. I say it all the time. It's great stuff. The Facebook group is very chatty, so that's really the place to be if you want to hang out. Yeah, I got you got to find out about the wilds. That's how I found out. The mm-hmm. best show I saw in a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we love you, dope monkeys. We love you, broomheads. We love you. Beep. That's the Patreon people. They know who they are. <laughs> they know who they are. That's it, Rach. And we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Because we're still in the same fresh hell that we all live in. Every day is the same. COVID forever. That's what they say in Black Panther, right? Oh, sorry, I just spilled a Rachel. I did a big yawn. <laughs> but I saved my big yawn for like the end of the episode. Rachel just does them throughout I do it the whole thing. You can hear how I'm just always tired. bored she is by listening to me talk about rancid. It's not boredom. I'm just perpetually tired. But now I'm sleeping better now that Trump is, I haven't heard from him in a while. He'll be back, but I haven't heard from him in a little while. We'll be back in some form. Have a good life. Bye.